0: The one in the pink foam curlers bobbed her head with every word. The mother? She wasn't friendly. A bath-robed bystander crossed her arms for emphasis. Hardly spoke to anyone. I waved a few times when I saw her walking the baby, but she ignored me. She was probably a Yankee from somewhere up north. They have the worst manners. The lady in the furry cat slippers answered. Mortals. Emmeline thought, even in times of tragedy, they still can't stop saying nasty things about each other. The veil is thin. I can feel it, Amos said, her voice low. Means somebody crossed over. Emmeline wasn't surprised the seer could sense subtle changes in the veil, the line between this world and the other world, the land of the spirits. Most seers could, But at times like this, Emmeline wondered if the ability felt more like a burden than a gift. I don't know how she can bear it. Anxiety churned in Emmeline's stomach, and she gathered her long skirt in one hand and used the other to push through the crowd. But when she reached the orange cones and the edge of the sidewalk, she gasped. The scorched foundation and bits of wet framework were all that remained of the house, the house. Everything else was gone. The caster's hand flew to her lips. We are too late. Maybe, Amis said in a measured tone, maybe not. She pointed a bony finger at the ladder truck parked closest to them. A hulking black dog with a heavy coat of wild fur and the snout of a wolf stared back at them as if he was waiting, Emmeline recognized the animal immediately. Boo Radley, Macon Ravenwood's caster dog. If Boo was here, Macon wouldn't be far behind. Boo Radley barked and one of the firefighters shooed him away. But Boo only circled back. I reckon that mangy dog is waiting on us, Amos said, skirting her way around the roped off area. Emmeline only nodded and followed. She couldn't think about anything except the child, the granddaughter she'd never seen. The little girl hadn't asked to be born into a family of cursed casters, or to a mother who had been claimed by the dark. Was it the child's fate to be punished for that now? As they worked their way toward the back of the house, Boo waited just beyond the tree line, peeking out from between oaks in the wooded area behind the houses. If I'd known we were going to be tromping through the mud, I wouldn't have worn my good shoes, Alma muttered. You can always go back, Emmeline said stiffly. No, I can't. I want to find that child, Alma said, not chasing around making Ravenwood's good-for-nothing dog. They followed Boo Radley into the darkness of the trees. This way, a voice called to them from the shadows, Emmeline breathed a sigh of relief as Macon stepped out from behind a towering oak. We've been expecting you, he said. A raven-haired baby, no more than a year old, stared back at her from Macon's arms. The child's cheeks smudged with ash. Macon held up his lighter, and green eyes blinked in the circle of flickering yellow. Lena. Lena. She's beautiful. Thank heavens, Amos said, her shoulders dropping as she exhaled. Emmeline rushed forward and plucked the little girl from Macon's somewhat awkward hold. What about the child's father? She asked tentatively. Macon shook his head. Emmeline, momentarily distracted by her granddaughter's black curls, looked up. Were you able to save him too? I'm afraid not. Macon shoved his hands in the pockets of the black cashmere overcoat hanging loosely on his lanky frame. If it weren't for his pupilless obsidian eyes, someone could easily mistake him for a handsome mortal businessman, instead of a deadly.